Heavenly Father, we thank you. King of glory, we worship you. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness over our lives. Thank you for your faithfulness over your church. Thank you because in the last three months, you have been faithful. Lord, we bless your holy name for what you even did in the special legal service that, we, that, that was just concluded. Take all glory, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Once again, we thank you for the life and ministry of our Father in the Lord, the, 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 the general overseer of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, who turned 78 this past week. Thank you because you are taking him from strength to strength and from glory to glory. Thank you because you will continue to empower him to, to finish strong and finish well in the name of Jesus. And as we go into your word this morning, Jesus, speak to us and let our understanding be enlightened in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Praise the Lord. God bless you. You may be seated. I want to welcome somebody this morning. Say, neighbor, you are welcome to church. And the Lord will bless you in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. The power of knowledge. The power of knowledge. Let's open our Bibles quickly to Isaiah 5 verse 13. Isaiah 5 verse 13. There is something I want us to read there that I want us to pay serious attention to. Can we read from the screen together? I want to go. Therefore, my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. And their honorable men are famished. And their multitude dried up with thirst. Praise the Lord. I want us to take note of certain things in this particular verse. God speaking to us through this scripture says, My people, my people, the people of God are those who know Jesus. The people of God are those who most probably are already born again. The people of God are church comers, church goers, as you may like to call them. The people of God may even be pastors, ministers, workers, regular church members. Those that God can identify with and say, they are my people. In this scripture, God is telling us that they are gone into captivity. Meaning that someone may be born again, someone may know Christ, I, and still enter into captivity. Any captivity you have entered into, you are coming out today in the name of Jesus. Why? Because they have no knowledge. Because they have no knowledge. And the honorable men are famished and they are wanting to dry up with thirst. Now, the problem is not just captivity. The problem is that those who are honorable, among them, they are famished. The Bible says, if a man has honor and he doesn't know, there's a problem. Praise the Lord. Honorable men can be famished. Honorable men can be impoverished. 
those who should sit in the, pl- in the place of honor may not be sitting there, even though they are children of God. Those whose life should never lack the wi- living water may be lacking it, even though they are born again. That's why they say, and they are multi to dried up with thirst. How can we dry up with thirst when the living water is flowing? This passage, you see, the problem is lack of knowledge. I want to tell us that there is no man that actually knows nothing. Everybody knows something. But in many cases, what we know may not be sufficient. In some other cases, what we know may be wrong. In many cases, what we know may not be right. I pray the Lord will expose us to His own revelation and knowledge in the name of Jesus. If we are to define knowledge, knowledge means facts, information, and skills acquired through experience or education. Acquired through experience or education. Some people used to say something is the best teacher. What's that thing? Some people say experience is the best teacher. That can be true, but not always. Because if you always wait to experience bad things to know, because before you learn and know, such a person may not live another day to use that knowledge. Praise the Lord. Holy Spirit is the best teacher. He will teach us in the name of Jesus. There's a common statement we know. Knowledge is power. People used to say it. Knowledge is power. I want to tell us that that statement is true. In every areas of life, knowledge is power. If two people go for interview for the same job, the same qualification, the same years of experience, they are both qualified. By the time they are interviewed, the interviewers, except where they, they manipulate and rig things, except where they do who you know. But in a place where things are done properly, the interviewers, what they want to check is who, by knowledge, is most suited for the position. Praise the Lord. So if one is a child of God, tongue-talking, spirit-filled, career of grace, and is not knowledgeable about that job, that position he has applied for. At the end of the day, they will give the job to another person. And the person will say, I know I have spiritual problem. Village people, they have followed me here. Don't get me wrong, the spiritual controls the physical. Even if you have all the knowledge in the world, you need to pray very well. 
before you go for any interview. But I want us to understand something. It is not everyone who goes for an interview and fails that is being pursued by wishes and wizards. Many times, it is purely a problem of incompetence that the interviewer has found in that person because they couldn't see him display sufficient level of knowledge to prove to them that he or she is qualified to take the job. If you have been to where people go to bid for contract, you will know the essence of getting the right knowledge about what you are doing. In case you don't know yet, please register it at the back of your mind from this morning. That the world we are living in is a world of competition. It's a world of competition. If two people, they are fashion designers, they open shop one beside each other without any spiritual force controlling how they do in business. The one who knows how to sew cloth more than the other, we normally have more customers. Do we agree with me? Because people who patronizes tailors, they are not foolish. They are not foolish. If I give a cloth, there was, there was a guy I gave three suits to, to help me sew. He got the trousers right. One of them is this one I'm wearing. He got the, he got the trousers right. But by the time I wore the suit, I, it was as if the, 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 I was wearing a, a swimming trunk. I returned it back to him two times. He amended it. But when I wore it again, it's not looking like the suit. I, and my wife said, I have told you, you need another suit, go and buy. Don't sew. All those tailors, they, they don't know work. I collected the trousers. The suits are still with the guys now. You know, there are many things that Christians spiritualize. If you are into anything and you are not one of the best, available, who can do those things, you are changing yourself. Praise the Lord. Do you know that if I'm a pastor and I cannot preach to you in a way that you will say the pastor is feeding us with the word of God, I am failing. I'm failing. Because part of my role as a pastor is to search for knowledge. And come to present the knowledge I have searched to, to you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So when we say knowledge is power, that statement is universally true. Knowledge always places people at a position of advantage. What you know, we always put you at a position of advantage over others. We are at a time when a lot of companies are struggling in Nigeria. 
including where I work. And I must tell us something. If a company wants to downsize, politics aside, who you know aside, if a company wants to downsize, right-thinking people in management, what they will do is to try as much as possible to keep those who are good at what they do in that place. So in most cases, when people are laid off in places where they work, yes, we blame, we blame the government, things are bad, companies are folding up, these are these. In many cases, many people will have kept their job if on that job they are proven to be one of the best. Knowledgeable people are not easily disposed. In my office, there are companies working with us that because they charge very high, we have decided before we will not give job to them again. Only to give it to some people and they do terrible job. If you have worked where you relate with contractors, you understand better. You understand better. The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. According to Osea 4 C's, acquisition of knowledge is even a prerequisite for priesthood. Many people, they sleep. There are many one-man churches around now, everywhere. Somebody can just sleep. And in his dream, he sees himself carrying a microphone. And he wakes up and says, God has called me. Before you know it, he will rent a shop. He will start his own business center. And he will call it so-so-so global outreach. You go to such a place, no word of God. Everything is just prayer alone. Any ministry that focuses on prayer alone, no word of God. Any ministry that, that focuses on human gimmicks, they are not from God and they don't last. Let's read this place together. Another place where the Bible confirms my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. He now says, because thou hast rejected knowledge. Meaning there are categories of people who reject knowledge. Praise the Lord. You know those who reject knowledge. Those who feel they have known enough. Praise the Lord. Now he now says, I will also reject thee, reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me. This one is talking about pastors. So even a pastor who is not searching for knowledge cannot get divine approval. Second Timothy 2 verse, verse 15, study to show thyself approved. Those who learn and acquire knowledge, God approves them. Praise the Lord. Until a man, a woman, is knowledgeable enough about a particular subject matter, he will not be the master of it. God may have an agenda to take you to the top. But if the knowledge you should have, you don't strive to have it, 
you will be limiting yourself. Because God can never help any man beyond the level of his knowledge. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's look at Jeremiah 3, verse 15 to 16. Jeremiah 3, verse 15 to 16. Can we read together? Jeremiah 3, verse 15 to 16. Can we read it together? I want to go. And I will give you pastors according to my heart, who shall feed you with what? Knowledge and understanding. So if I come every Sunday, I just shout. I just make noise. I just tell you, you are blessed. There is no time to say, sit down. Let us examine the word of God together and get knowledge together. I am failing God and you. So those of us who still visit white garment herbalist, who still visit places where people put, one, two, put things together to address your problems, please, they, they are not addressing your problem. They are complicating it. The only solution to be permanently free from any problem is to know God the way you should know God. Praise the Lord. The Lord will reveal himself to us in the name of Jesus. Brethren, we must be seekers of knowledge. And what are the areas where we need to seek knowledge? We need knowledge about who we are, ourselves. That's what we call knowledge of self-discovery. You need to know who you are. In John 1, verse 21 to 23, John 1, verse 21 to 23, the Pharisees came to John the Baptist. They asked him, who are you? If somebody is to ask you and I, who are you today? In most cases, what we will mention is our name. I am so, 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 and so, so, so. Praise the Lord. But when John was asked, let's go to verse 22. They were asking me, who are you? Are you Elijah? Are you this one? No, no. Then said they unto him, who art thou, that we may give an answer to them that sent us? What sayest thou of thyself? Who are you? Who are you? Verse 23. Let, look at what he said. He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Isaiah. In the book of Isaiah, Isaiah had prophesied about John, about his coming, as the forerunner of Jesus. So, when he came, he knew exactly who he was. They were asking, are you Elijah? Are you the Messiah that we are expecting? He said, no, 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 no. I am that person that Isaiah prophesied about. The voice of him that cried in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. When Jesus is saying, I am the way, I am the door, I am the life, I am the resurrection and life, Jesus is saying that, that out of the fact that he knew who he was and he knew his vision. So the first area where everyone must have knowledge is the knowledge of who we are and our purpose. Every other knowledge we acquire, if it's, 
If that one is not there as a foundation, it won't work for us. Praise the Lord. Because if you don't know yourself, who God has created you to be, your purpose, the idea God had in mind before He created you, your actions and inactions in life may never be right. Praise the Lord. Number two, you need to know your enemies. Know your enemies. In 2 Corinthians 2 verse 11, the Bible says, Let Satan, 2 Corinthians 2 11, Let Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. You must be knowledgeable about the devices of the enemy. About the weapons of the enemy. About the tricks of the enemy. Children of God. If we don't know who the enemy is. If we don't know the strategy of the enemy. If, you do, if we don't know how cunning Satan is. In many areas of our lives. At different junctions. Satan will be getting advantage over us. Knowledge of who the enemy is, is weapon of battle. The way he operates, we need to know. And the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. The third area where we need to have knowledge is the knowledge of God. You and I must know our God. In Daniel 11 verse Daniel 11 verse 32. The Bible says, They, Daniel 11 verse 32, They that do know their God, they shall be strong, and they shall do exploits. So, if I realize I am weak in any area of my life, the problem may be that I don't know God the way I should know Him. Or I don't know enough of God. Those who know God, they carry strength, divine strength, and they do exploit. So, if I am always weak, if I am not doing exploit, the problem may be my knowledge of God. Maybe it's not sufficient. Do you know that if you know more, about your problems and your challenges than what you know about God. That problem may linger for long. You know why? God may never help us beyond our knowledge of Him. Those who know they are God, they are spiritually, legally, Commissioned to be strong and do exploit. In Hebrews 11, verse 6, the Bible says, Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is. Another verse says, Must know that He is. And is the reward of them that diligently seek Him. Until your knowledge of God. Has gotten to a level that 
you have faith in God that God can do anything. You may not be getting the full benefit of being a child of God. The next area where we need to acquire knowledge is in the area of what we do. Knowledge about your job. Knowledge about your career, your business. Whatever it is you do, don't be comfortable being ordinary at it. One of the great men of God that I listen to their messages, he said something one day, he said since the day he gave his life to Christ, he made up his mind that he will never be an ordinary Christian. And because of that, he was committed to seeking God. He was committed to search for God. He was committed to knowing God. He made up his mind that whatever it will take, I will not be ordinary. And he said, when God called him into ministry, he decided also, I will never be an ordinary pastor. He told God, I will never be an ordinary pastor. That if you decided that I will never be an ordinary pastor. He decided that I will never be an ordinary Jew. One day that he said he was praying the night at the camp. He told God. As at that time he was already seeing miracles. But he knew that there is a level God can take him to. That was greater than where he was. So he told God, is either you empower me or you take me home. This assignment you have given me, give me the power to do it. And that day, there was an earthquake that people who hung pictures on, on, on walls in neighboring towns and cities, the pictures were falling down. Praise the Lord. We have had Daddy tell us the story of what happened when he went, he went to Kenneth Hagin um, uh, conference with the late general superintendent where they announced him as the next general overseer. We've had him share that story. They were in an hotel and they had their hands, they prayed and the hotel was vibrating to the level that Engineers needed to come and do assessment, and they shut down that hotel for 30 years. What caused the hotel to vibrate was the prayers of men who were not comfortable with being ordinary. They wanted more of God, and they were not willing to take no for an answer. If God finds men who seek Him, God will show up. If God finds men and women who are desperate to see Him, God will show up. If you are desperate to know God, you will find Him. I don't want us to be comfortable with wherever we are. And the Lord will take us higher in the name of Jesus. Why is knowledge important? Knowledge stabilizes us. In Isaiah 3 verse 6, the Bible says, 
and wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times. The more we know, the more stable we are in Christ. The more you know about your job, your career, the more stable you are. Number two, knowledge increases strength. Knowledge increases strength. Proverbs 24 verse 5. A wise man is strong. Yea, a man of knowledge increases strength. Knowledge strengthens faith. That's the third one. In 2 Timothy 1 verse 2, Apostle Paul said, For I know whom I have believed. When you know enough about God, even when the wind of challenges is blowing, you will become. I want to believe that Job knew God to the level that even the trials that came his way could not change him. The wife said, curse God and die. Job kept saying, all the days of my appointed time will I wait until my change come. He kept on saying, for I know my Redeemer liveth. If we know enough of God and less of our problems, God becomes magnified in our heart, bigger than whatever challenges we are facing. And our faith will still be alive, even though things around us may not be as we desire yet. I want to tell you, when we get to such a state, God manifests even beyond the level of our faith. Praise the Lord. The three Hebrew boys, then, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they were throwing them, when they wanted to throw them into the lake of fire, they had the option of bowing to the strange God. They said no. They said the God we serve is able to deliver us. They now said something that surprised me. They said even if he even if chooses not to deliver us, so be it. I rather die having faith in God than live being a disappointment to God. But God didn't allow them to die. He showed up. God will show up in your situation. God will show up in your situation. Knowledge delivers. Knowledge sets free. In John 8 verse 32, the Bible says, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. In any areas of our life, where we don't know the truth, we may be living in bondage. Because where you don't know the truth, you will not do the truth. And where you are not doing the truth, you may not, you may not get the right result. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There are two places in the scripture where Jesus wept. He wept in John 11 at the tomb of Lazarus. Another place where he wept is Luke 19 verse 41 to 42. Luke 19 verse 41 to 42. And he wept because of a reason. That reason is ignorance. 
Let's read it together. One to go. And when he was come near, he beheld the city and wept over it. Why did he weep? Saying, If thou art known, even thou, at least in this thy day, the things which belongeth unto thy peace, but now they are hid from thy eyes. If what belongs to you and I, we don't know, we may never go for it. So Jesus wept because the people in that city, they are ignorant of what is theirs. What, what is theirs? So knowledge about your inheritance in Christ is important. These people didn't know and Jesus was weeping. Praise the Lord. There are two enemies of knowledge. The number one enemy is complacency or arrival syndrome. Philippians. Let's read 1 Corinthians 8 2 first. 1 Corinthians 8 verse 2. It says, If any man, 1 Corinthians 8 verse 2, if any man think that he knoweth anything, he knoweth nothing, yet as he ought to know. Can we read it together once again from the screen? And if any man think that he knoweth anything, he knoweth nothing yet, as he ought to know. So if I get to a state that I say to myself, I know something. The Bible says, I know nothing yet, as I ought to know. In Philippians 3, from verse 10, 10 to 13, Apostle Paul, who was already working in miracles, he prayed a prayer and said, that I may know him. And the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings be made conformable unto his death. And if you go to verse 13, verse 13, he said, I count myself to, I count not myself to have apprehended. I consider myself that I have not gotten to where I should get to. I consider myself that I don't know enough yet. So I will not rest. I will keep searching for more of God. Number two enemy of learning is pride. Is pride. According to OCR forces that we read earlier, yes, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. But the problem is the rejected knowledge. Pride will make a man or a woman to reject knowledge. Do you know there are people that the only people they can submit to learn from are those who are older than them. There are people that naturally, when they see people who are younger than them, they have no respect for them and they can't learn from such people. So such people in, in gatherings, when they see a younger person saying things that shows that he's teaching them what they don't know, they get angry. They resist it. They shut such a person down. Who are you? How many of your mates are here that you are talking? Am I lying? So proud people only respect people because of age. And because of that, people who are younger than them, but more knowledgeable than them, they refuse to learn from such people. Praise the Lord. I remember many years ago we were having 
some problems in my office. And I was barely three years in the company. I was working with people who have been there 15 years. And I was bringing ideas. They were not listening. And one night, one day I was on night. I was a production team leader. I was on night. I came. They have been battling with the problem since morning. I called my line manager. I called him out of the crowd. I called him to the back. I told him, I said, I know what the problem is. But if I bring up what I know will fix this problem, this will not listen. I said, please, I need your help. You know, I'm the one that wants to take over shift now. And whatever result, whatever happens in my shift, I am responsible. I said, you people have been working hard since morning to solve this problem. Please beg these people, including yourself, please go home and rest and meet your family. Tomorrow morning before you come, you will see that everything will be fine. You know what he told me? He said, are you sure? If I come back and it's not like that, you're in trouble, I said, no problem. He left. He told all of them, let's go. He said, he told me that him, him and his team, they are capable, they will solve the problem. 30 minutes after they left, everything was fine. When they came, they saw products everywhere. We have produced. Everything worked fine. And the next morning, I said, I, I, I said, I've told these people who are more experienced than me, I've told them before that anytime this problem happens, I know this is the solution. I said, I've told them, and, and they said, I should keep quiet. They said, I don't have experience. Praise the Lord. So pride will not reign in our lives in the name of Jesus. Quickly, I want us to take us through pathways to knowledge. Pathways to knowledge. The first one is the fear of God. The fear of God. Proverbs 1, 7 says the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. If you fear God, you are a candidate of, can we read it together? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. Those who fear God, God fills them with knowledge. You know why? Such people, if they are confused about anything, they don't lean on their own understanding. According to Proverbs 3 from verse 5, they don't lean on their own understanding. They humble themselves before God. They want God to lead them. Praise the Lord. Like I said before, nobody exists that doesn't know anything at all. We know something. But whatever it is we know, there are certain junctions where what we know is never enough. And that's why in that Proverbs 3 verse 5, the Bible says, Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge God. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Because what you know may never be enough. Praise the Lord. Number two pathway to knowledge. Studying. Studying. Whether it is knowledge of God, knowledge about a particular business you want to do. Study. There is something in the business world they call feasibility studies. 
You want to do a business? Do thorough study. Where is the market for what I want to offer? Who will patronize me? Do feasibility study. Is what I want to offer, is it what, what people are looking for in a time like this? You need to study. In Daniel 9 verse 2, Daniel said, I, Daniel, I understood by books. Read books. Study. Study. Many of us, we have phones with internet. There are things we can check online and study and know. Anyone that has the attitude of fact finding, of searching for things, wanting to know, they always study. And that makes them better. Praise the Lord. The third pathway to knowledge is instruction. In Proverbs 8 verse 10, the Bible says, Receive my instruction. Proverbs 18, Receive my instruction and not see evil. And knowledge rather than choice gold. Receive my instruction and not see evil. Knowledge rather than choice gold. You know, a man of God says something. He said, if your father is a boxer, the heavyweight champion of the world, because of the fact that he's the heavyweight champion of the world, he will most likely be rich. You can inherit his wealth, but his knowledge of boxing, you cannot inherit it. So knowledge, you don't inherit knowledge. You acquire it. And one of the ways to acquire knowledge is instruction. Every man or woman, including me, that I'm talking to you, we must have people we sit under to get instruction from. We must have. There are pastors out there who don't, who don't have fathers in the Lord. They don't have. They don't have anybody that instructs them. Anybody living like that, they, they always meet accident on the road. If there is nobody to tell them, warning signal, so, 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 thing, lie ahead. Instruction. Praise the Lord. The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. The next pathway to knowledge is prayer. Jeremiah 3 verse 3. Prayer. Call unto me and I will answer and show thee can we read together? I want to go. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. When we, one of the things we should believe God for is knowledge. It's knowledge. I want to tell you, one of the, the story I told you about the problem in my office that time, one of the areas we have enjoyed God is the, the area of my work in the office. I want to tell us the, the, the honest truth. I started to know that God can answer prayers by speaking to machines and they hear the word of God. I started to know that God can make you know things without anybody teaching you by asking God, what do we do to solve this mysterious problem? There are unhealthy competition in the workplace. 
Somebody come run his own shift. Everything is fine. By the time he leaves, you start having problems. I was experiencing that in the office. And I was getting frustrated. That time I would now come, when I enter the production floor, I would move around, pray in the spirit, speak to machine. I would say, God, everything you created, they can hear your word. I speak to every machine on this production floor, hear the word of the Lord. Today, all of you will work well. Every demonic influence over you is destroyed. When I do that, the people working with me, especially those working in packaging, because the packaging work is very stressful, they will not rest that day. They won't rest. Because everything will just be working fine. I started to see that God hears prayer through, through that. I started to see that you can have a problem and you are confused, you don't know what to do. And God just drop an idea in your mind as if a particular WhatsApp message just enter your, your phone. Praise the Lord. One day I sat down, I told, I told a, a colleague in the office, I said, there are many things I've seen in this office, there are many problems I've been able to solve without anybody teaching me. We went for a training somewhere and there was a white man who was to help us set up a particular machine and make sure we pass a particular qualification. They brought him in. He had experience on another machine that is different from our own. The make is different. It's like you bring a mechanic who knows how to do Toyota to fix bends. So he tried his best. Tried his best. And one day, he just threw all his tools on the floor. He, he blew grammar. He said, what the fuck? I leave. He started blowing grammar. Guys, I'm gone. I'm no more interested. Because he wasn't under, he has done all he can do. And he wasn't under any binding contract to tie him down. He left us. He was helping us. At that point, we were left alone. Do you know the same person who left, came back after three days. What he couldn't do, I have done. They, they set up, we were to develop what they call recipe, put settings on that machine and say, this setting, if we put it, this machine will always work. After three days of hard work, serious, searching online, how do we get this done? How do we get that done? After three days of praying to that God help me, we cannot fail. They sent us for a training, and as an outcome of that training, we must make sure the qualification of that machine is settled. After three days, he came back. He asked us, how did we do it? So how did we do it? I, I, I was preaching to him. He wasn't listening. So when he came back and asked us, how did he do it? I said, Jesus did it. He said, that your Jesus again. I said, yes. He knows what we don't know. I said, I don't know how we arrived at what solved this problem. But I know that God led us. I want to tell us, there are mysteries that only God can unveil before our eyes. If we don't search for them, we may never get them. 
And the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. So prayer gives access to knowledge. Especially knowledge of God. And when we talk of prayers, especially praying in the Spirit, let's read 1 Corinthians 2, verse 10 to 14. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 10 to 14. I want to show us that the Spirit of God searches all things. When things are missing, the, the Spirit of God can find them out. When you have many questions to ask, to ask God, pray in the Spirit. Can we read it together? I want to go. But God had revealed them unto us by a Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Verse 11. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Verse 12. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we may know the things that are freely given to us of God. So one of the ways to put an end to ignorance is to pray in the Spirit. When you don't know the prayer to even pray, lift up your voice and pray in the Spirit. When you have many questions to ask God, God, why am I not getting a new job? Pray in the Spirit. Why am I experiencing delay? Pray in the Spirit. Why is it that in this area of my life things are not yet working? Pray in the Spirit. As you do that, you will download the right answers. You download the right answers. If you are here, you cannot pray in tongues. You will need to convert the gift of the Holy Spirit. And I will invite you, when we have impartation service for our new workers, to join us. Because until you get to that stage, you may never be launched into the realm of mysteries. Praise the Lord. The next one, pathway to knowledge, is what I call night watch. Night wash. Medically, it's good to sleep for eight hours. But spiritually, it's not good. Medically, it's very good to sleep for eight hours. But spiritually, to do that every day is unhealthy. Sometimes, you need to wake up in the night and search for knowledge. And in Psalm 19, verse 2, I found something I want us to read together. About the night hour. So that you know that there are mysteries you can tap into in the night. Can we read together? I want to go. Day unto day, utterly speech. And night unto night, show it knowledge. Those who pray in the night, they get, they get better access to knowledge than those who pray in the day. That's why those who hate VG, they are not doing themselves good. Even when we call for VG in church, that's when some people will say sleep is, is sweet. If you are not somebody who likes praying in the night, you will be limited in the school of knowledge. You will not be a, a distinction candidate. Praise the Lord. There are some messages you hear me preach here deliberately because I know where God is taking us to. In Habakkuk 2 verse 14, the Bible says the whole earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord. This church, all of us, our knowledge of God will go to the advanced stage in the name of Jesus. 
And lastly, pathway to knowledge is communion with Christ. Holy communion. Our last holy communion service, the area pastor was not well pleased with our attendance. Communion is an eye opener for those who don't know. Luke 24. Luke 24, verse 13 to 21. In that place, Jesus was. Jesus was with two of his disciples. Can we read it together? I want to go. And behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem, about three score furlongs. Verse 14. And they talked together of all things which had happened. Verse 15. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went, went with them. Jesus had risen at that time. He was moving with them. They didn't know it was Jesus. But their eyes were holding that they should not know him. Their eyes is not open to know him. And he said unto them, What manner of communication are these that ye have one to another? As ye walk and are sad. Why are you sad? And the one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answering said unto them, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem? Has not, has not known the things which are come to pass in these days? They were lamenting about the fact that Jesus is gone. But Jesus was with them. And he said unto them, What is? And they said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was prophet, a, a prophet, mighty indeed, and what before God and all the people. Verse 20. And how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. The one they were telling that story is Jesus. Look at what Jesus did. But we trusted that it had been he, we should have redeemed Israel. And beside all this today, is the third day since these things were done. We we'll read verse 22 and 23. They were lamenting that today is the third day, that if he will resurrect, he should resurrect. And he had resurrected, he was working with them, engaging that deliberation with them, and they didn't know. Jesus wanted them to know, what will he do? He gave them communion. Verse 22. Let's see verse 22. Yea, and certain women were also our company made us astonished, which were held at the sepulchre. Verse 23. And when they found not this body, they came saying that they had seen a vision. We said, let's read verse 24. There's a place where he broke bread, gave to them, and their eyes were open. Okay, continue to. 25-26 Continue 25-26 When we get there Okay, I check From here Verse 30. Let's read verse 30 together. Verse 30. Can we read it together? One to go. And it came to pass as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and break and gave it to them. Verse 31. What happened to them? Let's read 31. And their eyes were open and they knew him and he vanished out of their sight. He came to reveal himself. 
he had resurrected and he wanted to ascend to heaven. But he didn't know he had resurrected. He had to show them that he had resurrected. So they were lamenting. They have started to doubt that he said he would rise after three days. Maybe he didn't rise. Maybe. Maybe all this faith we had in him. Maybe it's all scam. That was what they, what they were already saying. He broke bread. He gave it to them. Their eyes were open. Holy communion service is an eye opener. If you have been missing it, please have a change of mind. And the Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. Let's rise on our feet. Let's rise on our feet. There's a category of people I just want to quickly pray for. Before I pray generally for us. You are here this morning. You can never know God. You can never know His ways. You can never know His will for you. And neither will you fulfill that purpose until you make a decision to know Him. If you are here this morning, you know you are not born again. You know you don't know Christ. You know you need to come back to Him because you have gone far from Him. And start to know Him again. Wherever you are, just put your hand on your chest. I want to pray for you where you are. Just put your hand on your chest. And begin to say, Father, I return to you. I return to you this morning. Jesus, I want to know you again. Jesus, I want to know you again. Put your hand on your chest. If you are doing that, put your hand on your chest. Jesus, I want to know you again. Jesus, I want to know you again. I want to know you again. Jesus, I want to know you again. I want to know you again. I want to know you again. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Some of us put our hand on your chest and we drop it. The Lord will expose himself to us in the name of Jesus. I want to tell us this morning that in any area where we don't know what we should know, Satan will gain advantage of us. Lift up your voice this morning. Just one prayer and we are done. Lift up your voice and say, Father, say, Father, over any area of my life where ignorance is reigning, let every stronghold of ignorance give way right now in the name of Jesus. Your word says I shall know the truth, and the truth shall set me free. <coughs> let every stronghold of ignorance give way right now. Marosaboria lia paragata, maleka tore koria baruzia boria nebo shaka, leza gara boria libra guata rebosa. Let us pray. In Jesus' 